Oh my gosh, this was so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, come down the rabbit hole with me. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot, Shannon. Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast in possession of a good fortune that must be in want of a wife or someone who's looking to be a wife. What? <laughs> I'm Marcia, an obstinate, headstrong girl. Proud of it. I'm joined as always by my co-host Shannon, who is most seriously displeased. Amen. As, <laughs> as all you Austinites out there have already determined, today we are talking about Pride and Prejudice. More specifically, the 2020 musical written by Paul Gordon, now streaming online. But before we start mooning over Mr. Darcy, mm-hmm. and there will be mooning, mm-hmm. <laughs> Shannon, how is your weather today? Yeah, so I'm calling it overcast with flashes of sunshine. So right now I am sitting with my son who's in a two-week quarantine from a close contact for covid so oh, I, and he yeah he's having he's doing okay but he's just stuck inside and that gets boring and i can leave but i mostly here with him so it's been not great for my headspace i'm also so over this election i think by the time this comes out we'll be like 10 days from election <laughs> so, uh, maybe less i think we'll oh, all God. be really over it by then and um, we've already taken our requisite trip to the liquor store mm-hmm, like Leticia has mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you? <laughs> hopefully i will have voted by the time this comes out um I'm also very sleepy because, as I was telling Marcia before we started recording, I just woke up at 2.30 a.m. for no reason, and then I was awake. So that was fun. But that being said, I'm reading a ton of books because I'm home on quarantine. I'm getting a ton of work done because I'm not distracted at my office. And um, as we will talk about, I have been on a deep, deep, deep dive of Pride and Prejudice material, sequels, rewrites, anything that I can get my hands on that has to do with Mr. Darcy. I have. And, you know, I've had him in my life for about a week and a half to two weeks now. And it's just great. It's just great. So there, there's a, those sunshine. And there's a ton of other books I'm reading. And it's just, there's so much getting done. I feel great on occasion. <laughs> no, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we're talking about Mr. Darcy now because for the past two weeks, I have been hearing about Shannon's love of Mr. Mm-hmm, Darcy mm-hmm. and all things and every adaptation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to nickname her Shannon Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So my weather is also overcast. Like I am, I am having a hard time, y'all. And here's the thing: I was just reading about this, the six-month trauma wall, um, where like people who experience, like there's like at a point at six months with ongoing trauma and things that are going on. And like this woman, I think she, I don't remember what country she's from, and she's a refugee, and she's like, we all know this well. Like I grew up around this. I know what this looks like. This is where you are. And I think collectively we're all kind of pitting it because my coworker. Not my work husband, because I don't know have a work husband anymore, but um, it's okay. We miss him. Um, but he was like, I'm just so tired all the time. I don't understand. And I was like, I think it's that six month trauma wall. And I was talking to my boss about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is what I read about. And I think that's where we are. I think we're at a point where everything is awful. Everything is awful. <laughs> everything is terrible. Everything that's cool is not part of a dream. Everything oh. is awesome. Oh, awful. And it makes me want to scream. <laughs> 
I did it. Rack was a song made up for right? the podcast. I did on the fly. Like, I was like, I just made that up. Um, not the song sorry. reality <laughs> it's reality that is put to, it's reality put to song much like our subject matter but um yeah i just it's just i'm over i'm so tired all the time we closed our house last night because i'm returning more boy like i'm my house isn't closed but we had to close it for the night because my boys went to other homes because i'm going to be opening our home for new students who need to quarantine. And they like the way that I did the quarantine homes earlier at the end mm-hmm. of summer and things like that. So I'm going to be receiving those students. So it was great. Like at 830, almost like 845, all my kids were out of my house and my coworker went to drop them off and we we're both just like dragging so, so tired. And they left the house. I sent the emails talking about all the things that, you know, people need to know, sent all my stuff. I walked to my quarters, I brushed my teeth, I put on my pajamas, I put on my bonnet. And like, it wasn't even nine o'clock yet. And my coworker's like, hey, I just brought the van keys back and da da I go, I'm in bed with my bonnet because I'm mm-hmm. trapped. Lock mm-hmm. up. <laughs> Already. So it's just sad. You know, I saw somebody at Macy's with their bonnet on in the middle of the day. It was like <laughs> six o'clock. Know, there yeah. are no rules anymore. There are I'm no like, more rules, Shannon. <laughs> quarantine um, quarantine life no more rules but yeah it's just over like there's just a pall i would be lying if i didn't say that there was just some overwhelming dread and not in a way that's mm-hmm. like uh it's just it just is i just everything is awful <laughs> mm-hmm. i've i've lost friends because of this election but i'm really okay with the friends i've lost does that make sense mm-hmm. um just with the way that people are expressing themselves and being online and um, recognizing them for who they are. It, it's just quite difficult to see. Just people be so ugly. And you know, though, people could probably think that I'm being ugly too, and that's fine. I think that we're at a time where we've talked about this, right, Shannon? Like 2020, everyone's like, 2020 is awful. And it's like this collective awful that we're all feeling. Mm-hmm. But I still think 2019 was the worst year, like the second worst year of my life. So I was like, I'm fine with that. Mm, yeah. I still hold to that. It was like, not great I, for you personally at all. <laughs> it was not great for you personally at all, right? And so 2020 is also bad, but I'm not alone in it. Like I'm not alone mm-hmm. in this awful. And so it doesn't seem quite so bad. And I still at the same time think that I've lost so much more than I've gained this year. Mm. And I think that just as this year is winding down, just because coronavirus kind of like nipped this year in the bud, like just when we were still like people were like losing their resolutions or mm-hmm. back up or mm-hmm. cause in February I was at the last comic convention that was held. Like I was at C2E2. That was the last one before they all got canceled. And I feel like we were just amping up mm-hmm. and everything was cut off and now it's time to wind down. And we're like, but there's nothing to wind down. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> like what is going on? And, yep. um, and it, and this year has been great for personal growth and, you know, things like that. And it's just, it's just still really hard. And I know we're going to bring up, it's okay. We're going to pick you guys back up soon. When we start talking about this musical, mm-hmm. but that's just where we are. And like, Austin makes everybody feel better. I think I've yeah. said this before, but there's a great quote from Rudyard Kipling that says, you know, there's no one like Jane when you're in a tight spot. You know, she just lifts you up. Yeah, so you and that's why I'm in deep. You're in deep, man. Man, I needed Elizabeth yeah. and Darcy this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so that's that's our weather, y'all. We've like, wah, wah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We, it's, now we're going to lift you up. Mm-hmm. 
you got down, we'll lift you up. <laughs> so let's talk about Pride and Prejudice. Let's talk about this musical. Shannon, this yes. musical was lovely. I I'm know. I'm so excited that you found it. And it's funny because when you said, you were like, sure, there's Pride and Prejudice musical. And I was like, no, what? And then you sent me the link. And I thought about it. I go, wait a minute. This was in California. And I remember wanting to go see it mm -hmm. and trying to figure out. And I'm like, I remember, I'm like, I remember that. I've just forgotten. I was like, it seemed like it was so long because ago. Because it premiered in like February. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I remember wanting to go see it. And it and was so short-lived. Wow. So, so yeah. yeah. So we rented it and we're helping them to like keep this music yeah. alive. That's what okay. we did. Okay, so I will tell you this. Like, go, we're, we're going to talk about it. I mean, there, I mean, like, I got to say there's spoilers, but like either you've read Friday Mudges or yeah. Rabbit yep. or, or seen one of the movies or expounded on the merits of boiled potatoes. Like whatever mm -hmm. you've done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there are no spoilers. There, it's $5 to rent. But mm -hmm. do you know there's a promo code? No. I found it. I was like, I was like, oh, there's pumps. I see like a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> but anyway, but I also am. just pay the full price. Now that I'm talking, I'm like, oh, maybe I should pay the full price. <laughs> so everyone but, rent it. Give them an influx of cash it. so oh, they can restage it. Yeah, and you, you get, get it for it three days. For, I was gonna say you get it for three days. I'm yeah. girl, I'm gonna watch it again. Oh, like, me too. I, it's I mean, I am, I'm in deep. Like I, I might go back to Colin Firth. I might go back to Netflix well, and get Kira on here. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> it just made me so happy. I was like, I this makes me so happy because mm -hmm. it's your favorite book. It it's is. my second favorite book, mm -hmm. which is funny because Anna Green Gables always has my heart. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Okay. Yes. Pride and Prejudice, Shannon. Why don't you give us yeah. uh, what it's about? Love a recap. I love this book. <laughs> <laughs> so Pride and Prejudice is the story of the lively but relatively impoverished Elizabeth Bennet. I mean, she's a gentlewoman in Regency England, so she's not really that impoverished. Um, and her father estate is entailed away from the female line onto the male line to her insufferable cousin, Mr. Collins, who we meet in the story. And the story details the foibles of Elizabeth herself and her family as they attempt to find love and marriage for Lizzie and her four sisters. While her sister Jane falls quickly in love with a new eligible bachelor in the neighborhood, Charles Bingley, who has 5,000 a year. <laughs> Elizabeth. It's a lot of money. I'm just it saying, is a lot hey, of money. If I can get an extra 5,000 a year, I'd be happy <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. And so Elizabeth finds herself harboring motions of a much more contentious nature for his proud best friend, one and only Fitzwilliam Darcy. As Darcy and Elizabeth are thrown into each other's company over the course of the next year, their mutual dislike transforms into something different. But their newfound regard is threatened by a scandalous elopement by Elizabeth's sister Lydia with Darcy's worst enemy, George Wickham. Evil George Wickham. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Evil and dashing George Wickham. True, I'm just very saying. dashing. I'm just saying. He's got a good smile. And this scandal could separate Elizabeth and Darcy forever. Aww. Aww spoiler, they get married. <laughs> if you don't know this, this is like a 200-year-old book. So. Right. I, mean, it's just, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. Read it. Just, read, just read it, right? Just read it. Just read it. I'm just going to jump in with my initial thoughts mm -hmm. of the musical. Uh, so I love Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. I, all day long, it's so great. It just makes me so happy. 
So I really like how the musical, it was shaped as a story that Elizabeth tells, Mm -hmm. right? I've talked about it before with people that I believe that all narrators, like all narrators Mm -hmm. are unreliable narrators. Like every narrator, like I think the word, the term unreliable narrator is redundant. Mm-hmm. because everyone is because everyone if you're telling a story you're coming from your point of view and the way you interpret it and things like that and i always think that in the book that lizzie like lizzie she is quite the obstinate headstrong girl like she is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she is and she bases her opinions on assumptions and she's always proven to be an unreliable self-narrator in the book like she would see things happens and things like that so i thought it was a nice little like it was a nice touch that mm-hmm. she's really the narrator of this story because it's like even though it's slightly written in third person, but it's yeah, written from her it perspective. Really for sure. And and I really I really like it. So also Mr. Bennett is my favorite. Um, and yes. it's funny because I have always liked Mr. Bennett, but man He was great. This, this, this Mr. Mr. Bennett was great. He I was, was great. like you're so awesome. Mm-hmm. And also what I really liked about it, because you know me, I love me some musicals and I love being mm-hmm. critical about things. I loved that the musical was simple. Mm-hmm. just like the book is simple mm-hmm. like and not to say this like simple is bad i just think that like every song is singable mm-hmm. there i mean there i mean there are things where you can belt and things like that but like mm-hmm. every song is singable because everyone can relate to love and pride and prejudice and mm-hmm. all, you know what mm-hmm. i mean like all of these parts of the story and i i just really like that i was like oh it's just kind of just straightforward with mm-hmm. its little nuances and Mm-hmm. The, and, and it's just like that. Like there aren't any like this is the eleven o'clock number and this is the you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like here's this story, and also here's some music to go with it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and they stuck to the main plot. You know, like mm-hmm. they cut out some of the side plots because they needed to, but also like yes. it it moves then. Like it's a, it mm-hmm. feels really fast for Pride and Prejudice. Anything, even like you know the movie adaptations um but that wasn't bad that was one thing i thought of too to add to that like i just thought it was so funny they really caught jane austen's humor and kind of drew it out and focused even more on the funny than like the love story which i appreciated because you know man do i love a pride and prejudice adaptation i love the 2005 movie i love 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 the colin firth and jennifer Ela 1995 miniseries um, but they focus a little bit more on the the love and the attraction rather than the like humor. And I appreciated that, um, you know, we kind of got this like sort of saucy narration and social commentary um, coming to the fore, which is um, one of Jane's best attributes. I think Jane Austen, not Jane <laughs> Bennett. Um, right. And so the uh, Jane V. Um, I also thought they had wonderful cast for the minor characters, especially. Um, You really got Jane and Bingley. They played up the awkwardness and just how, like, kind they were and, like, couldn't even get together. Um, I loved... Even that final (laughs) time. Bingley was great. I thought he was hilarious. I think Mr. and Mrs. Bennett were fantastic. Really brought out a different aspect of those characters than some of the other adaptations, I thought. I loved Caroline Bingley just being very, like, blasé and, like, you know, sort of cynical and, like, Gia Jane, you're wonderful. Mm-hmm, just come over. I'm bored. <laughs> like, um, right? So I Regina loved... George was a region. Yes, exactly. Exactly. For real. Um, and 
I have to say, I wasn't like excited about the music at first, but then when we got into the second act, I felt like they re really like started to just fit really well with what was going and really brought it home and made me feel like, oh yeah, okay, here we are. This is, this is Lizzie and Darcy and like, this is how it's going to be. Um, I actually like before, like the close the act, that song mm -hmm. that they yes. made up. I like yes. that one. Yes, the letter one. Um, I also really loved um, Jane's song about a man of my acquaintance. I thought it was beautiful, musically beautiful, and her voice was just so lovely. Yeah. I loved how they matched the voices with, like, yeah. what, they the wrote music the songs the characters. for, mm -hmm. what specifically for the characters, but also the, the characters had to have the voices they needed to have. Like, mm -hmm. Jane definitely was a soprano because she's like, oh, beautiful and light and airy. And Lizzie Bennett is a mezzo, right? Like, and you can see that. And mm -hmm. it's just, it was really cool. And I like the songs that they gave Darcy where they were straightforward, but they kind of got um, adventurous in some parts mm -hmm. um, where I was like reminiscent of like Roger in the movie Rent. <laughs> like, you know how Roger would have Yeah, like, he jokes. sort of had like this, like occasionally boy band, occasionally rock thing going yeah. on and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. He was kind of like, I, and it, it really, I think the songs really helped flesh out the characters that like they come off the page. Like you don't mm -hmm. get to see, like, cause we read them a certain way and they tell us what they're like, but we had to see like through their songs and how they sang their songs. And he would hit those like rock-like notes when he was like excited or uncomfortable or, you know what I mean? And it was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, because, because he, Darcy, Darcy is so controlled. And it was like, I'm out of control. I just, I really thought it was written very well for that, but also still singable. Agreed. And, you know, there certainly were high notes, but it didn't feel like you had to be a musical theater person to sing every song. Um, yes. Sometimes that happens you know, you don't have to have perfect command of your voice to kind of hum along and get involved in the music. Yeah, I was starting to sing along. I was like, wait, did they already sing this song? Because I'm singing right now. Maybe they did. I don't know, but I'm going to sing along. <laughs> I just thought it was so great. All right, now that we've established that we love all the music, well, we love the way that the music is portrayed and things like that, and Mr. Darcy trying out for Roger and Rend. Shannon, um, <laughs> tell me um, your favorite scenes. Oh, so I really enjoyed uh, Mr. Collins' proposal and Lizzie's rejection. I think it was really fun. Um, I liked oh this gosh, portrayal of Mr. Collins as kind of like not just smarmy and slimy, but like also a little more engaging than he's normally played. Like you're like, I don't like this guy, but also you don't hate him, you know? <laughs> like um, normally Mr. Collins is like, whoa, you know? Um, and I love the song of like, you know, I'm the last woman on earth. That, that's kind of the, the line that they um, focused on. And it was really fun, very well blocked as well, I think, uh, that there was a lot of fun choreography and things like that. And then I really loved what you just talked about, Marcia, earlier the um, scene where Elizabeth is reading Darcy's letter after the first proposal, because normally that's sort of playing out like in a movie or kind of cutting back and forth between them. But to have them together on stage, even though he's technically not there where they're interacting and you can kind of see him speaking to her with love and her kind yeah. of shifting, even though she's not acknowledging his presence, it's like kind of there. And I thought that was really well done. I liked the music. I liked also that they keep it 
short because you know it's like a super long letter <laughs> probably be like a five minute letter right? just that but also to really see them more together right because like I think what every PNP fan wants is like more Darcy and Elizabeth together being sassy to each other right <laughs> or like interacting with each other and you don't right. normally get that in a straight adaptation because it's not there they spend a lot of time apart they spend a lot of time falling in love apart from each other or not talking to each other at all and so it was nice to see a scene where they interact um, and especially like the kind of key crucial turning point in the story and really i think after that they did a good job of showing you how darcy's character sort of shifts his behavior so dramatically because it's so short of a musical where you're like with elizabeth like what happened um but also that scene sets up his attraction his love for her and you get as the audience member why it shifts so suddenly even though you notice the big change you're like well it makes sense so i really liked that too I like that scene a lot. Um, one thing I liked about that scene was that there is this, it's musical, it's called The Last Five Years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone's about it. So they have a film adaptation of that movie and it tell, the film adaptation of that movie tells the story, but it does nothing like what the stage musical does. So in the last five years, it happens for Jamie in Forward. Jamie's moving forward and Kathy is moving back. And they meet together at the song just before intermission. That is the only song that they sing together. Mm -hmm. And they're both on stage for each other's song. And they're singing to each other. But previously, they've just sung to like a space. And it kind of reminded mm -hmm. me of that number. Like it was that intensity. And it was like beautiful and full of love. Usually the other one and the other, this number was also beautiful, full of love, but it was like love that neither one of them were aware that the other might've had or come to. And it was still just as intense. And I just thought that was a really great use of space. Just, I, I really, mm -hmm. I really liked it. I thought that was really great. Another favorite scene that I like, I really liked Darcy very much in this. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. They were wise in casting Colin Firth as Darcy in that movie because Darcy was so unlikable up until the end. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and he you had to be kind of beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, seriously, Colin Firth is what did it forever. Because I don't think, I didn't read Pride and Prejudice before Colin Firth was Darcy. Right? Like, I mean, I, I was, was 10. So. <laughs> Like I was a kid, like it all happened around the same time for me that I got into Jane Austen because Colin Firth is beautiful. So they needed him to be Darcy. But this, um, I really liked how the very first number that Darcy sang at the party when he kind of was like, huh, I might kind of like this girl. Mm -hmm. And you got to get uh, a mirror or um, at least a glimpse into who he was as a person a lot earlier than we would have if we were reading the book. I thought that was a really great use of a scene in a musical number and getting inside of his head. I'm going to take a third scene because I just piggyback. It was like your, your second favorite scene, but I was like 2.1. <laughs> the other part that I liked was when they went to Pemberley and like, and she saw his change. Like she was mm -hmm. like, wait, you said what? Mm -hmm. And it, here's the thing, though, it wasn't a change in behavior. It was the Darcy everyone else knew, but it was the Darcy that people knew who got to know Darcy. And it made me think about this time. This is like my first time encountering Pride and Prejudice since I encountered the Enneagram. And I go, oh, is Darcy an eight? I bet Darcy's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, I think he's an eight we 
only nine. There's no way he's an eight. I seven. definitely like he's a hardcore introvert. He really is, in yes. my opinion. Yes. And so, like, yes. as a hardcore extrovert, I'm kind of like, I love you because you're my opposite. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so it's just really funny. But I was like, I want to know what Darcy is on the Enneagram. I go, but because people who know him well know that softer side. That's why Bingley trusts his opinion, right? Because they know him and people who don't know him see this proud, strong, unaffected, indifferent facade. Mm -hmm. And as someone who, you realize that when they get to Pemberley and Elizabeth's seen this whole different side of him, he's like, what? And it was like, no, no, no. Now you are someone who Darcy, Darcy loves and he's okay showing you other parts of him. And I just thought like, it just, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of all hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool the way to see that that way. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I just, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed this. It was really yeah. lovely. That was a great so, like number too. It was a great song. I liked that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Shannon, mm-hmm. I think we have the same one. Which mm-hmm. character do you want to spend? Would you want to spend time with? Like? Yeah, um, you know, like I think most women would be like Darcy, but like as I think about it, I'm like he would annoy no, the crap out of me. Not. He would annoy the. Oh crap my gosh, out of we me. would. I would be in jail. I would yeah. be in jail. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be get like, your. Oh, and I mean, <laughs> we are 21st century women, so we don't have the same manners or whatever. But I, I mean, I get it, Lizzie. I get it. That. <laughs> That being said, um, I would love to spend time with Mr. Bennett because I think that's who I am now. Maybe like not earlier in my life, but now I'm like that cynical person <laughs> who just want to like observe everybody's foibles and make fun of them. And like he would be a great, not only dinner companion, but like he'd invite you into his library and you could just like maybe sit and read or you could make fun of Mr. Collins or whatever. <laughs> like the last. Yes. So, I, you know. Yeah. Shannon, you'd have to invite me to that mm-hmm. library luncheon because mm-hmm. he's also the person who I want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. He's the only person in that the whole book that I can endure mm-hmm. for the whole length of the time for that book. Well, mm-hmm. it's over a year. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like at any time I was like, because here's the thing, he'd be perfectly okay not talking. Mm-hmm. And contrary to popular belief, I do not need to talk all the time. I really do appreciate silence. <laughs> But like, I would be, I could spend time with him because I don't have to entertain him. He doesn't have to entertain me. We can be cynics and mm-hmm. crack jokes. We can laugh at people. Mm-hmm. We can roast Collins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Love it. All of it. Yeah. All of it. And man. I'd say like Lizzie is probably like two, you know, number two, a, a slight mm-hmm. number two, but like, you know, yeah. she's kind of young now for me. I'm 35 now. She's 21. She's 20. Like, you know. <laughs> I don't have time. I love my 20 year olds. I love them. All you 20 year olds out there. I love you. You're great. I'm old and tired now. I don't, I can't keep up with you and your energy. I can't stay out till three in the morning exactly. Oh my God, no. and walk Man. three miles in the mug. Can't do it. I mean, I could. Who, who can, I'm talking about going to a movie by myself at 845 at night and I'm Sounds scared great. right now. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Maybe can I'm going to fall asleep. Can I make it? I don't know if I can. <laughs> That's where we are with that. So, Marcia, <laughs> since we've said who we want to spend time with, who would you, if you were in this musical or you were in a play of PMP, who would you want to play? Legit. No, I'm not even kidding. I want to be Mary because, man, <laughs> like, I, I am not even kidding. I... 
I would want to be Mary. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but she's legit Daria before Daria was cool. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) So In this adaptation, she was so good. And here's the thing. Mary's just awkward. Like, she's awkward, but she's... Mary's not dumb. She knows what's up. And so, but yeah, no, I want to be Mary because I would have a lot less lines to memorize. She doesn't have any singing parts. And I would, you know, I would want to sing. I would either want to be Mary or I want to be Caroline Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Caroline actually has a song, but Mary cracks me up, man. Whenever she's on stage, I was like, you's a fool, Mary. And I like it. So, so um, what about you, Shannon? Who would yeah, you want to I would want to play. It's a toss-up for me. I almost went with Lady Catherine because that'd be fun, but I would want to play Mrs. Bennett. I want to have the flutterings oh and yeah. the vexing. <laughs> and, so um, and you know me. Like, I would lean into that. I would <laughs> lean into it so hard, and I would love it. I want to be, you know, loud and obnoxious and just over the top. So that's fun. The thing I always also think about this is, like, you know, I sort of enter into this world or like a a show like um, Outlander where it's like about, Mm -hmm. you know, historical realities of like, who would I be? And I'm like, I would be no one. I would be a slave. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going back in time. Like, I'll go back to like 1977. (laughs) I would not be that would not work for me. I'd be like, no, I'd be singing a different song about a lass who was gone. <laughs> You'd be <laughs> singing old man river. <laughs> I would. I would be. I would be. I would be so sad. <laughs> but I did like that. They actually had a diverse cast. Like they we did. had, so I was like, I was cool. Like, because like, and an Asian man. Yeah, it was great. It was a whole thing. I, I mean, and I was like, yes, recast all of the British things. Yes. Make it diverse. Well, that's what Hamilton did for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I wanted to say Hamilton, but not even Hamilton. Like, Cinderella, man. Like, Whitney Houston, yes, Cinderella. Whitney Houston. Like, Brandy Cinderella. Oh, like, that's what did Disney Plus, us, give us that movie. Yeah, yeah, wait. And, okay. Can I, we're going to take a detour here. So here's what I found out. Disney doesn't, it's a Disney, it was on Disney and the Wonderful World Disney, but there are other rights involved in that. And mm. Disney can't give it to us right now. Because of Rodgers and, and Hammerstein? I think I think there's something that I don't mm-hmm. know what the other rights are, but there are other rights that Disney can't put on. I'm like, Disney, what is I want, They have I'm all the money, though. They have all the money. Can you They have all the money that doesn't belong to Amazon. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's exactly right. Yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're right. This is really crazy. I am, they really, wow. Yeah, that's not wrong. So, <laughs> but yeah, Disney needs to bring us Cinderella. We need, we need Brandy. Yeah, we need Brandy. Well, here's the thing. Brandy, another detour. Brandy doesn't own some of her stuff. Like Moesha, mm-hmm. when they did the versus battle with Monica, and they had the Moesha things because everyone was ready for Moesha to come on because mm-hmm. everyone was thinking, it's me, it's me. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't sing it. And she's like, I'm not going to sing it. And they're like, wait, why aren't you going to sing it? And she's like, I don't want to get sued because mm-hmm. she doesn't own that theme song. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So it's like the random, it's so random. Copyright so, laws, important stuff. So it's just, it's just a whole Follow copyright thing. So, but, <laughs> and she also couldn't sing impossible because she doesn't have the rights over that either. Anyway, that's it. 
that's why we like went on a whole detortion and mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean it wouldn't be our podcast if there wasn't I mean, I gave us a great line about Amazon and Disney, so it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) We we shout out to both of them, and there we go. But, oh, it was so diverse. Because, like, Victor Garber and Whoopi Goldberg Mm -hmm. legit played the princess parents, and he is Asian. Mm -hmm. I mean, would that that's how genetics worked. It would be a better place. Yes. Every black girl with braids in her hair was all about being yep. Brandy Cinderella. I should Yeah, and there we go. Braids. I should never have rose at all. Mm-mm. No, oh God, please. I need a whole French braid. Yeah, well, me, I mean, we could do that. I just, but yeah. Those, but also, like, it would look like I was braids. culturally yeah. appropriating, even though I'm not. <laughs> and friends, sometimes the yeah, appearance no. of virtue is more important than the actual virtue. No, <laughs> no, cut well, that out. I know what you mean, <laughs> I don't know what the rights are. I was like, I was going to try and do some research to figure out like why they couldn't get the rights, but there we go. We know now. Anyway, so they had a super diverse cast. Thank you to shout out to Brandy Cinderella. Mm -hmm. And then like what, 20 years later, Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then? And now. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I really love this detour. I know. I could talk about about Pride and Prejudice for like two hours. We had to get some. We didn't talk about any of the Catholic Church stuff, but we talked about some blackness. We talked about Brandy Cinderella. So Mm -hmm. there we go. How can we make this Catholic? They get married at the end in the Episcopal (laughs) Church, but it's fine. We don't always have to do a Catholic. We don't always have to make. Everybody finds Lydia's elopement very disturbing, like we would as Catholics. (laughs) Like we would as Catholics. You are. Boom, there we go. Well, they are real Protestants, so I don't know what to mm-hmm. tell you. Not everything has to be Catholic, Marcia. I know it doesn't. That's why I mean, it's fine. I was just like, Who am I our trying podcast to is Catholic culture, black culture, pop culture. And That's everything where, else. And, and, like, and sometimes one of them, sometimes all three, sometimes only two. So this is a two out of three. Shout out to Brandy and Whitney Houston and Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber. We have reached the part of our show where we get to talk about more and more things that we love. After we've gushed about Pride and Prejudice, things that will hopefully help you through your overcast days that are somewhat helping me through my overcast days. So, Shannon, what do you have to offer? I'm so excited. I have three things. Well, first, obviously, if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice, what are you doing? Read it now. What's, what's uh, your life? <laughs> are you even basic? Like, are you mm-hmm. even an educated basic? I don't mm-mm, think so. Mm-mm. Or watch the movie. I don't care. It's on Netflix. Just do something. Watch it. <laughs> in the vein of Jane Austen adaptations and fun stuff, in my very deep dive, I have discovered a new Jane Austen rewrite, uh, Pride and Prejudice rewrite, that I really liked. And normally with rewrites, I'm a little skeptical because I'm like, the story's good. Like, give me give me Darcy's side, give me deeper, give me a different mm-hmm. like take on the same story. Um, but this one I really loved. It's called Unequal Affections by Lara Ormiston. And it is available for sure on Kindle um, and Nook as an ebook. You can get some copies, but they're mostly used. It's hard to find it in print. And basically what it does is it 
posits, what if Lizzie had accepted Darcy after the first proposal, even though she didn't like him? Um, And like, normally I would be like, I don't know about that. Cause like, he's real rude. Like I would say no too. Um, But it posits it in a way that is still in keeping with her character and feasible where you're like, okay. Um, And then basically the story is him trying to win her over and get her to love him before they get married. And it's really, really good. You get more Darcy and Elizabeth. You kind of get that tension, but also like she is sort of warming up to him. um, And the ending is just lovely. Like it kind of reposits the whole story. So things go in a similar but different direction the whole time. Um, And we still get some of those like beautiful lines that we love. And probably one of my favorite things about the whole book is we still get the confrontation with Lady Catherine, but Darcy gets involved and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. So, um, I love that confrontation yeah. with Lady Catherine. So, like, I love it. So it's great. Um, So I would recommend that. I mean, if you're like a purist, I get it. But like, just give it an open mind and like, just pretend that you're going to be okay and just read it. So it's Unequal Affections by Laura Ormiston, O-R-M-I-S-T-A-N. The second thing I'm recommending is Newest Encyclical, Fratelli Tutti by Pope Francis. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. And then the third thing I'm recommending is writing letters. So in my uh, time with Darcy and Elizabeth, I've been like, let me just write letters to everybody. So I'm writing handwritten letters and sending them like in the mail. And it's been great. And I think you should do it too. That is pretty cool. I have yet to receive a letter, listeners. I'm not very like efficient (laughs) about it. (laughs) I want to let y'all know that I have yet to receive one. But it's cool. That sounds amazing. I mean, I talk to you every day, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess. I'm teasing you. I used to send so many letters and I just haven't anymore. I think just because life happens sometimes. Okay. So I have an adaptation to. Yeah. Good one too. So there was a series of authors that were, they were all approached to rewrite the five Jane Austen novels in like modern times. And so they've all like, I want to say chiclet because they're not chiclet. They're um, adult contemporary authors. But Curtis Sittenfeld, she wrote the Pride and Prejudice adaptation and it's called Eligible. And it is pretty cool. It's the story of the Bennets and the Bingleys and the Darcy's and all those people. But it's set in Cincinnati. <laughs> Like in America. In Cincinnati. Is it Cincinnati? I love Cincinnati. It's two hours from It's Cincinnati. Great city. It is Cincinnati. Yeah. No. So it is great. It's, uh, it's actually a pretty cool story. I read it and listened to it on audiobook when I wasn't able to read it. Like it was, like I know that sounds so crazy. I checked out both copies. When I checked them out from the library, I put both copies on hold and then they both were ready at the same time. And I was like, perfect. And so I got, <laughs> right? So I, I got to listen some days and I got to read other days or you know, other times or whatever, but it's, it's very good. And I really like it. It just, it's funny how it puts it in. It, it, re- it works. It works. It really does work. Even though the time of like the Regency is long gone and over where you were expected to marry people that you didn't love because you met them or you were getting old. It was, just, it was pretty cool. Like I think they've aged all the sisters 10 years mm. to make it work for mm-hmm. that makes a lot this of sense. time. 
Yeah. So eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. Actually, anything by Curtis Sittenfeld is, is good. Uh, she wrote a there. book uh, called Prep. Have you heard? Have you heard of her before, Shannon? Have you? Heard yes, of- I have. Okay, so she wrote a book prep that I really, really, I really liked, and I, um, I, I really liked reading it. So it was very good. But that one for sure. Also, there's a new podcast that I found. It's an NPR podcast, and it is so, so good. It is called Louder Than a Riot. Hmm. I love an NPR podcast. So I think they're so well done. <laughs> like uh, NPR podcasts are so well done. So it's called Louder Than a Riot. And they usually do like, it's like, it's going to be a series. Like it's not like a, it's going to have, I think it's only going to have one season. It talks about policing. It, it all starts from the, a letter that is believed to be a hoax that was written to or for record execs and police officers and how they can profit off of hip hop and black incarceration and how they kind of lead mm-hmm. to each other. And it was a letter that was written, I think, gosh, I think in 2012. And so they're trying to figure out who wrote the letter and like what this letter means and Everyone's like, it's definitely a hoax, like whatever. But they say, there are parts of like Killer Mike is interviewed. Killer Mike is amazing. He's from one of the jewels. He's interviewed in the very first episode. Just kind of, It's called The Conspiracy Against Hip Hop. And that will like suck you in. And you want to be like, I want to understand what all this is. And they tell you about the history of police and policing Black people as it's told through a hip hop lens and as it relates to hip hop artists and how they're treated um, and things like that. And it is really cool. It gives some really good insight. They interview former New York City police detectives that are absolutely like, oh yeah, we definitely targeted hip hop singers and we would, you know, like, and we would do this. And Killer Mike talks a lot about what is plausible and how everyone's mad about this letter um, and everyone's mad about the Second Amendment, but no one's talking about how the 13th Amendment is still, like, it kept us slaves. And it's a really good, like, I, it's only has three episodes so far. So if you catch up in like one afternoon, like it's so about three hours of your life, less than that, you can catch up. And I don't know what days it comes out, but right now they're on a three, they start the second episode, kicked off a three episode series about one rapper who is incarcerated for a crime he did not commit. Like someone has come forward and confessed to this crime and he is still in jail. Mm. Like, and it's just, it's a whole, um, it's, it's getting real black insane. all of a sudden. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like... Um, Injustice, incarceration. I know all of it. It is very, very, very good. I am really enjoying it. It's very good. It's called Louder Than a Riot. And, and it basically is a, a building on, like, Martin Luther King's quote, the riot is the language of the unheard. And now we just need to be louder than the riot. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it's really, it's, it's, it's so compelling. And if you want to learn more, if you like hip hop, if you don't like hip hop, I don't think that you have to like hip hop. If you like learning and you like history and you like things. true crime, right. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like all those things, like it's a very, it's, it's labeled under a true crime podcast. So if you like true crime, if you like getting fueled about injustices, if you like his hip hop or don't, if you like history, all of those things. I like all those things. I love being indignant. Yeah. Right. It's so good. There's so many things to be mad about. Why choose one? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to friend of the podcast, Alison Goudin, who says that quite often. And that's what I love it. I don't know who said it first, but she said it best. (laughs) And then my third thing that I want to recommend is Every Kindness Co., they're a t-shirt company and they used to be called Mama Set Tees. I actually met them um, a parish fall fest mm-hmm. when they were there and I got to speaking with them and things like that. And uh, they were previously called Mama Set Tees and they have a lot of really great 
t-shirts and apparel. And you guys know, I love t-shirts that say things. You guys know this, you know this about me. No one's surprised. And <laughs> so I want to shout out to them. They're really good. Right now I have a, a shirt with a semicolon on it and I love the semicolon. Like it means a lot of things. Um, it's pretty cool. And it's, mm -hmm. a, it's like a mental health awareness thing for this one where it's uh, the semicolon, like it's holding something up. Like, you know how like the period is holding the comma up, you know, like supporting mm -hmm. it. I love that visual of support. And I think that it's really timely, that message, like it's okay not to be okay. And also offering support for each other and other people and accepting support. So that that's the shirt that I have right now that I'm going to wear today. So I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but every kindness co as well. I'll put that link in the show notes. I'll put all the links in the show notes for all the things that I told you. Well, that's our show, y'all. You can follow us on Instagram at PSBB Podcast. You can follow me, Marcia, at Stylishesia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. You can email us at platskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, especially what topics you'd like us to cover in upcoming episodes. We're already starting to plan season seven, y'all. Mm -hmm. So let us know what you're thinking. We appreciate giving your opinion so decidedly for one so young. <laughs> Please feel free to tell us how ardently you love and admire us mm -hmm. by rating us five points. Five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support our podcast by shopping our merchandise at shop.spreadshirt.com slash PSBB podcast. Our entailment isn't a lot, y'all. Mm -mm. Or donating to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash PSBB podcast. So we don't have to resort to finding ourselves husbands with only 10000 a year. <laughs> only 10000 Only 10000 a year. <laughs> Thank you to Jane Austen for bringing Darcy and Elizabeth into our lives. Thanks to Paul Gordon for bringing us this fun take on one of our favorite novels. Thanks to the cast and crew of Pride and Prejudice, the musical, for your delightful performances of those beloved characters. Thanks, as always, to Jazar for Season Mars, our theme song that is too good to trifle with our affections. Thank you, Shannon, for being an awesome co-host. Right back at you, ladies. <laughs> Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us every week and for always sharing our podcast with others. We hope that you will join us next week when we cover the movie Clouds, premiering this week on Disney+. Plus. We look forward to being with you again soon. Bye. Bye.